You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. We are back. It is premiere night. It is more Riverdale time. I guess it's not really a premiere. Uh, yeah, season premiere. It's a season premiere. And it's it is true. the premiere of our uh, our third season of the Riverdale Gang. Yeah. Hi, gang. I'm Hello. Ryan. I'm Chloe. I'm sorry I'm yawning. I'm just having a lot of feelings, which for some reason makes me yawn. I'm sorry if I sneeze. Um, I'm really sick and on a lot of cold medication, so this will be an exciting commentary. <laughs> um, for any of you who are new to the podcast, as it's a new season... Um, this is a watch-along critical commentary podcast. Uh, we really love to dig into the um, style, the design, the plot, uh, the issues of representation. Um, I come at things from a theater background with a little bit of mixed design and um, a lot of uh, indie film you know, mingling and projects. Um, I also come from a theater background, but also just generally a writing background and also an overthink how representation is in television background at all possible opportunity. Yeah, that uh, that old once you see it, you can't unsee it. So you need to delve so deep you change the entire system problem yeah, that know. we encounter sometimes. It's the classic like leftist, like liberal white person problem, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, We're worse problems. Yes. So, like Riverdale, like everyone on Riverdale this season, has way worse problems. Yes, I'm. True. Oh gosh! So, um, without being spoilery, because uh, we just watched it and we previewed, pre-watched it to uh, to prep our thoughts and commentary for y'all, gang. Uh, it. Oh boy. I was like, the whole time I was watching, I was like, what's a new direction they're going to pick? What's a new direction they're going to pick? What's a new direction they're going to pick? What is the new direction going to be? We and were, then... We were toddling along, being a bit bland, and then suddenly, as they do in the last five to ten minutes of the show... Boom. Boom. <laughs> um, what is interesting, um, I was... Everything that Chloe was finding bland, I was so here for. I was hmm. riveted. Um, I mean, yeah, like bland in comparison, not necessarily bland objectively. So here's how this episode played for me. This felt like a proper 80s sequel. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is a distinct design shift, a tonal stylist, stylistic shift. Um, I think the palette has tweaked slightly, not just of the color grading, but the design, the whole, there's a color to this season that feels different. Hmm. Um, right down to, I, f- I feel like I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like the, the shadows are different in the familiar sets. I feel like everything has been very intentionally relit to have a different dimension to it. And I'm getting a lot of, um, even more than last season heightened language and heightened clearly um over emotive genre speak um as we sort of cast our dice into a whole new genre play and they they really lay out the style the tra- the, the tradition and the trajectory 
in this episode. Mm. You know, we'll see if they stick to it. But to me, more than more than anything in season two, this felt like the next real step. Yeah, you know, I we're, agree. We're coming into junior year. There's a there's a clear year demarker. There's um, there's parallels to the beginning of season one in just how hyperbole things go, just how ridiculous they go in setting up the stakes. Um, I think for each of each of these characters' stories, I feel like it's it's less sloppy because I I do find the pilot to be a kind of a little sloppy in 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 retrospect. Um, the pilot of this show. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. guess you're right. Yeah. Um, to me, this is almost like what I wanted. This is a little bit of an ideal. It feels like in um, this is a story set in the pre-established world of Riverdale that we've taken two seasons to set up. Mm-hmm. I, more than like you're saying, like this is almost the actual pilot. Essentially, I feel yeah, like this is the okay. this is the product that they've been working towards. There's a dynamic. That is the status quo approximate. To me, this feels the closest status quo approximate to the comic book. We've gotten through the meetings. Everyone knows each other and has a dynamic. Um, everyone is familiar. These, uh, some of the vistas, some of the sh- shots, some of the pictures had this set nostalgia that, you know, like we're we're starting at the, we're starting at this place of establishment, and it feels very very fresh. Hmm, interesting. Okay, I think that's a wonderful note to jump in on. All right. Um, shall we uh, have a go then? Let us. All right, gang. Um, so we always kind of chime in with our start time and invite you to uh, play along, subtitled or whatnot, uh, for a rewatch with us. Or, you know, just listen to this probably after watching, because we're going to talk pretty live and fresh about everything that's happening. It's true. All right, buckle up, gang. Yes, ready for the click, play, and ba-doom. Okay, we've got the Evil League of Evil Evil right out of the gate. And a cute little bedroom scene. So much romance. And Veronica looking very cocky. So we've got wonderful bow and arrow. We've got... A reminder that Cheryl is so talented. Yes, Everything, the, including killing. The fire, the jalopy. I love this jalopy. They've committed to this completely anachronous thing. They're going to have to have another election because they no longer have a student body president. Why did they elect a student body president at the end of the year of high school? Did they elect for the next I don't year? No. Okay, that was just convenient timing for plot, I guess. No. Okay. Yeah. Right out of the gate, lighting, style, not a hint of neon. A whiff, but none in focus, none is on. It is very drab. Yep, intentionally. And she's sweating. She yeah. like that's the first time we've really seen the background. We're getting single oh, note. Yeah, there's no color. That there was that hot red on Ronnie, but it was flat, frontal, and even instead of being contrasted by um, an op- oppositional light. Even here. Everything's bright and washed, but it's not, you know, this is maybe close to the Sweetwater flashbacks, but mm-hmm. not quite so extreme. Yeah. Also, I wonder if this was shot during our heat wave. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense why everyone, we we died this summer for a few yeah, weeks. it was hot. Gang, here in Vancouver where the, the show was all shot. It even looks smoky outside. <laughs> yeah. This so, fit their ambiance. This is a hard scene for me because mm-hmm. the varsity... 
um, high school uh, athletes mm-hmm. are often actually violent. And I mean, like, Archie is actually violent, but I'm thinking of, like, very highly publicized sexual assault cases that have been in the media. Yes, the 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 immunity that is often given. It's it's a little bit of a, maybe a prob- problematic framing to give us the we know you're innocent, guaranteed innocent beacon in this, in this setup. Yeah. Maybe. Or, but even the fact that they show him as, like, balanced, like, yeah, mm. he's done some bad stuff, but he's also a good kid. Right. Is also kind of letting the type off the hook, even though I mm-hmm. think the fact that Archie takes ownership yeah. is different, obviously, than reality. As a character note, I would agree. Yeah. Um, I would al- I would question, though, um, you know, we'll see through the episode, the ways in which Archie takes ownership and how, you know, how he processes it, processes this, I think is going to be a really big psychological beat, at least this first season. Yeah, look at all the green. I'm so excited to have a Molly Ringwald monologue. Yeah. It's it's like I feel like they had to keep this chilled because they're just starting and they can't bring out the big the big guns, but I really like Molly Ringwald monologues. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that breakfast looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> this recap as well, like it's such a it's such a you know, efficient summary outside of and next to the recap, um, without overriding the purpose of that yeah um but you know establishing the past is in the past like i feel like we are actually in a whole new year a whole new era of the story a sequel yeah that's interesting we're starting these arcs very fresh rather than continue even even though we're continuing on technically the same beat Maybe just the the summertime skip was sufficient for me in narrative pacing. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Retire to begin your deliberations. Everyone's That actor looks familiar. A familiar affliction we have. (laughs) All the Vancouver theater actors. White people kind of look alike. is the thing look at this drab boring hallway even everyone's little, costumes yeah, a little are bit of color on betty but that's it some muted textures some and a touch more period you know uh the suspenders on juggy there's something almost like almost like american vintage mm-hmm, 50s about mm-hmm. this whole court setup even archie in a bow tie you know he's He's a little too dressed. Yeah. And a touch anachronously dressed. I do love how they're using this core, this memory and this future future flash, dream flash thing. You know, they're shooting it the exact same way as the act, the... the as the... The scene. Mm-hmm, late, you know, there's, mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm, I don't think mm-hmm. it's spoilery to say the scene's later in the water. Yeah. Um, One really vintagey moment, speaking of which, um, I found the scene with them in, all in their bathing suits. There goes a three-piece suit. Um, <laughs> later, to be very mm-hmm. vintage appropriate. Oh, look, he's finally eating all the time. Yay, they have heard. <laughs> I would love to see Jughead encounter a veggie burger. What is that experience like? Give me that, Riverdale. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for that conversation. Mm-hmm. I could see someone like Cheryl facilitating that. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think Cheryl eats meat, although the actor who plays her, I think, is vegan. Yes, yes. Yeah. She's, she's quite public uh, with that. Um, saw an adorable, like, promotional cook-off thing with some celebrity chef and her. Um, sequestered. Yeah. That's the word I missed the first time. Sequestered, right. Alice yeah. is there in the courtroom. Yeah, fair. She's following along. Her daughter's mm. kind of implicated in a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I want to know what's happening with her and FP. What does FP oh, think about this cult? Yeah, that's something we didn't touch on at all. Lots yeah. of um, hard white light through windows. Yeah. That's that's a consistent visual theme this episode I've been picking up on. This was satisfying. If, you know, heightened yeah. reality, punching someone in front of the courtroom, that's... Is that a trope? A standard? Oh, probably. Look how muted that neon mm-hmm. is. It's not saturated at all. Oh, man, there's... Hints hints of Stranger Things are afoot. Yes, I'm so glad someone other than the Duffer Brothers is taking on the Stranger Things genre. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's a direct, like, reference to the Stranger Things in the Sabrina trailer. Hmm. So. I didn't catch I that. I'm, yeah, right at I'm the not at all he's surprised. Like, he's, the, he's the monster and he's like, oh, Barbara, I'm coming for you. Right at the very beginning. Oh. Of the trailer. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Mm, I didn't pick that up as a reference. I think it is. I think he's being the monster that attacks Barbara. Mm. The, like, mysterious Barb. other thing. Mm. Barb. Right, right, Harvey. Okay, we're talking about a trailer for a different show. Riverdale's in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> this is a... Even those milkshakes look setup-y. real. Normally they look phony. Yeah, you're right. They're they're in oh, they're in like, soft naturalistic focus. It's like everything has just gotten very deflated, and then here comes Cheryl Blossom. This who is nothing deflates, wearing next to nothing. Bless her heart. This is a statement. Again, Cheryl, after everything she's gone for, feels like she's on top of the world again. Yeah. It's it's a new mm. it's a new story reboot. <laughs> motorcycles cross country oh like, my god i just want to know what like i feel like tony is the very patient like <laughs> yes my girlfriend is very oh to but i love her i also i, I feel I, like tony I, is yeah. matthew and cheryl is lady mary <laughs> <laughs> i guess i can see that I'm not not a perfect not a perfect no. analogy, but I I see what you mean. Tony's way cooler than Matthew. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little down Abby reference there. I better never die. Yeah, the immortal Tony Topaz. Do not unless you want out of your contract. <laughs> it's different. Actually, no, you could just take a bus somewhere. Don't die. Mm-hmm. Go to university in France or something. All right, and then into the next genre statement. Um, already green tones. Mm-hmm. Um, is she wearing a cross or a sword around her neck? Interesting. I, I'm, I would, yeah. Well, let's look closer. Also, who? What is this version of Alice? Well, she's wearing that like she's wearing semi-precious stones too. She's wearing Joan, crystals. Yeah, stones. And then Betty goes over to mechanic with her neighbors. Mm. I love this scene as well. Not just because they all three are wearing amazing shirts. Yes. <laughs> Um, well costume scene. The slow build on the the new dynamic of who Alice is mm-hmm. and who, you know, who our Riverdale people are. In contrast, Alice having been the, the prototype Riverdale citizen at the beginning of our last journey. Yeah. 
which is also really cool. There's a pinup calendar in there. Old-fashioned pinup calendar. Such flavor. This this has such a like such a great small town garage shop vibe too. I love yeah. the de- the decor of this. Like the textures of the rough wood are all popping out. Yeah. Yeah. This is a sweet little scene. It's something about it reminds me of Twilight. Maybe it's the fact that it's in a garage. It's better than Twilight. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, Riverdale. <laughs> I have not cursed you. Yeah. You didn't get the Vancouver curse. All of the, the subtle poeticness or, or slightly slight formality of the language. I'm having trouble pinning the right way to describe it. Yeah. I can't believe she still lives there. <laughs> I mean, Fair. I guess it's illegal for her not to live there. He could just drag her back. But... Right. And presumably seems like he would at this point. <sighs> Although he's cut yeah, her off without like... any money. She could live over Pops. Doesn't she still have adopt... a million? Why don't you adopt? No, she spent it on buying Pops. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Live at Pops. That's yeah. adopt, right. Adopt she, Pop oh, no is wonder your pop. She, No wonder she was working at Pops. I had a moment of being like, yeah. okay, okay, where's Veronica again that she's jobbing? Yeah. Right, the boss, sort Veronica, of. Veronica, get, get yourself legally emancipated and become Pop Tate's daughter. See, I feel like that paperwork process would r- require her to explain her father's gang activities under oath in a way that would get them all murdered possible there's a touch of brinkmanship oh this is sorry this is such a moment of like that i feel like every young woman Mm. is yelling in her head like this at Mm. men with power in the united states right now you can change everything and you won't yeah and with hermione watching (laughs) with with so much weight and intention Mm -hmm. yeah i I really like where Hermione and Veronica yeah. are going right this episode. Here's um, some cheesecake. Yes, oh boy. Hi, thanks. Above cheesecake, an uh, average also cheesecake, sweet, and a skinny sweet cheesecake. Sweet pea is delightful, too. <laughs> Don't no, be rude. He's no, so good looking. No, like, I, 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 that came out less positive. That Okay, that was me trying to moderate my thirst for appropriateness, Chloe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> out of all of these gentlemen, sweet pea is easily my... I probably more my actual real life type. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so into like Dilphy Skeet Ulrich carefully like creating this tattoo, which clearly is not actually a tattoo. Showing his age and still looking cool. Yeah, and the glasses, rare. He looks fine. Yeah. And artistic. Yeah. And wise. Also, this is a good, like, testosterone moment. They're having good testosterone here. This is relatively positive masculinity within the context of gang. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We do need to kind of frame that repeatedly. Like, this is loving and supportive and survival-ish and decolonizing to a degree. But they're within an illegal gang. That, That is a reality. Yeah. That is challenging. So, like, we don't even address the fact that she read the diaries. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, that's a given, I assumed. Right? Like, I I, I feel like the assumption is Alice has already read them. (sighs) Betty is in such an interesting place. Yeah. Adderall. We're getting to that. Yeah. Adderall. The, this fight 
This feels yeah. like an old fight. Like a mean chewed on fight between her and Alice by this point. Mm. Like I feel that they've had the summer to to to, to battle this. What's on her what's her neck? Is are any of those the symbols that we see later on the sign? Um it doesn't I don't think so. they all look pretty trope to me. Kind of a wing thing and uh, uh, yeah. Why can't I oh remember my God, what she's the teal stone is? Dangly stars in her ears. <laughs> I don't like this version of Alice. I, I don't, but I like how I don't like it. <sighs> yeah. I'm interested, especially the the roaring La- Alice, who I loved last season. It's that... Sorry, what? I was distracted by the dialogue. Body snatched. Yes. Really good dig. Um, it's that, that smart people join cults thing has so much more punch with this character who's been so all over the place and interesting and fun this dance is so beautiful yeah there is some dancing in here that's very retro i i actually really like this sweet p josie scene too yeah this is is a fun pairing into it his his thighs chloe he has very nice thighs that's a good bathing suit she's wearing yep He's so cute. He's adorable. And they are so cute together. Also, I love how his hands are like the size of her thighs. <laughs> He's a big dude. Yeah. Or maybe she's just really teeny. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Oh, solid earrings, Josie. Mm-hmm. This is hot. Into it. This is... There's so much style here. There's so much beach... What is is this scene? I don't know. This is a really confusing scene because, one, they have totally already boned. Yeah. Two, Moose has already boned someone. And so has Kevin. Mm -hmm. They've all been boning. What is this loss of virginity thing? What? Are we about to get a speech about how they've only blown each other but not done (laughs) anal? And, like, blowing people is sex. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, what have you been doing in the woods with these boys, Kevin? What is this virginity pledge plot? It's like... Okay, second time through, here's my here's my pitch. Kevin <laughs> yeah. has his own subgenre, the like intellectualista European gay romance two white boys coming of age subgenre. The not quite call me by your name. Going entirely <laughs> on his love him his and Moose's lovely white polo shirts and aesthetic and the heightened language they use. This is my Maybe. only hope for that weird what the heck scene. Also, can we just talk about how Tony is wearing a bullet casing on the end of a rosary <laughs> and snakeskin print <laughs> um a bikini. Thank you for talking about that. I would have missed half of those. I was enamored by the velvet sofa and burnt out husk of Thornhill. Yes, the burnt out. Let, we let us also shout out the burnt out husk of, husk of Thornhill. Those the husk of Hornhill. Those tents, those stripy change tents, are so vintagey. I know this is a really fun scene. Yeah. Oh, Cheryl, it'll be okay. Mm. So the visuals, Just yeah. straight on, beautiful flat, kind of matte, soft, yeah. naturalistic and shots. That soft pink polka dot. Like, I love the bikinis in this scene. Like, that sets the mood in terms of it being vintage more than anything else to me. It was weird. I always kind of picked up on the, like, intentional inclusion of, like, patterning as a pseudo-fashion thing in Archie Comics as a kid. Hmm. Like, the almost faux ads or cutouts slipped in between. And now with our worst idea of the the episode, perhaps. Yeah, this is terrible. Also, 
Josie, how did you find this out? Yeah, you're the mayor's daughter and all, or former mayor's daughter. Actually, one of the defense attorney's daughter. But the defense attorneys aren't even supposed to know that. No, of course they shouldn't. Josie's just powerful, I guess. Yeah. Which I'm cool with. It'd be nice if she didn't... Wouldn't it be great if, like, the long plot of this is some strange revenge plot that Josie is taking? (laughs) Where she's just been feeding everyone information for three seasons? This is so stark. I love yeah. this, this cutout to Dilton. Sorry to interrupt your point. That's okay. But that really jarring. Um, hot dog. I, like, think this is very sweet, but yeah. this seems a bit much. <laughs> this is very PG stakes, and I love that they ramp up with this. Yeah. To me, to me, it actually amps up where this episode and where this season is going. That yeah. they start in this, they, they almost bring them back to cutesy intimate filler plot happy place for just a moment like we've never gotten them that in in filler happy place yeah we started with a murder and a whole bunch of messy messy stuff Mm -hmm. i like seeing our core team just hijinxing a little yes i guess that's true hmm the Serpent Queen is a warrior queen. Why can't Tony and Cheryl be the Serpent Queens? It's a jug. Well, Jughead's tet- the inherited monarchy. Ugh. And thus by... I'm annoyed. <laughs> ...patriarchy and serpent traditions. I mean, like, I'm into Bughead. Don't get me wrong. I mean... But I'm more into... We Tony. also need to dissect at which point the hereditary lineage apparently passed from the last living heir of the original uh, tribe and gang and community to... Forsyth. Yeah, we gotta deal with that, too. <laughs> that's, a, that's a historical question, but I'm told we get a flashback episode that'll probably not touch on that at all, so <laughs> you know. <sighs> it's parenting sad. <sighs> this moment of you just you're out of things to do to help your kids, that must be awful. Yeah. Hmm. Archie's being a bit of a martyr. Yeah, it's getting us getting us where we need to be plot wise, I guess. But I agree. Yeah. But good parental supports. It's nice to see good parenting on TV. I, yeah. Next to and in contrast to the lodges. <sighs> so the scoring is so on point for this episode. Um. I really, really love what all the sound has been doing. Um, Jumping back a touch, that pulse, that jarring, dissonant, inappropriately sounding pulse when in Dilton shot at the pool party. Okay, this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Man, Hermione probably looks at her daughter sometimes and is like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Like, she's... Yeah. She uh, comes so clean with the real stakes here. Yeah. It's, Ooh. uh... Ugh, poor and, Veronica. And I'm so ready two seasons in to go on this nuanced emotional journey with these two. Like, I'm... I'm loving their relationship. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. I wonder if Veronica... I wonder if her, Veronica and Hermione are going to kill Hiram. 
I could roll with that. I am so here for that. <laughs> Let's just get rid of all the toxic dads in Riverdale. <laughs> One down. Yeah. Several successfully reformed Tom Keller, and who is no longer a cop, right? Yeah. And uh, Mr. Forsyth Jones Sr. Yes. Hot dog. And this, obviously, is a trap. What is this, like, gang outfit that Penny's wearing? She has to be with the flamboyant, foppish glam. Oh, right. Glam. These, are the, these are the flamboyant fop. Glam guys. lads? I don't know. Club, yeah. club kid But they're not. But punks? they're not, like, gay glam, so no. it's not fun. <laughs> no, there's no good queer foppiness. There's... There's like, I bet you have B.O. foppiness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw Penny's nipple through her shirt. Oh. I bet that's supposed to be a statement. (laughs) She's so unkempt a woman that, you know, all that sort of thing. I am adoring the development of Penny as a villain. Are you? I actually am really liking her. She's, She's a step to cartoon hyperbolic, I think, in general framing, but it works for me. I feel like she's someone who could stick and really be a consistent thorn. I haven't really felt like I've seen her do anything except, like, stick her bottom lip out a few times, which I don't think is her Mm. fault. I think that's direction. Yeah, fair. She does do a lot of stand and talk. Yeah, like, I'm more scared of him than of her. True. And everyone should be scared of Cheryl. I love that she'll just shoot a man. And, you know, this is weapons assault. Yeah. We're just we're just having having some 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 more fighting, some more death fighting. Cheryl doesn't miss. He has so much faith in her. I know. I love how much everyone loves Cheryl. I also like that Penny knows Cheryl will not hesitate to bring her down. Yeah. She learned. <laughs> yep. This like overdressed little red riding hood just like came in literally firing (laughs) and rescued her lady and you do not mess with her again it's good it's good yeah i'm i love this imagery i love that we got to revisit many of these visual images in a almost little muted callback way even the even the shot of cheryl and the the bow yeah a little this, echo of victory. And this sort of another weird dream sequence where yeah. we don't know who's who and mm-hmm. what's happening. And I mean, we do, but like... I love how they're using these dreams to, to, to bring us inside Archie's emotion rather than telling us or telegraphing his experience. Yeah. They're just letting us sit uncomfortably with him in this weirdness. Yeah. And the the kind of intrusiveness in his own mind. Yeah. The jalopy feels so natural in this visual. Yeah. It felt weird to me last season, but it feels grounded, like the the showpiece of the whole aesthetic. Oh, he's he's making hot dogs food. I just noticed that. Oh. This is so much more 70s, their trailer. I love yeah. it. It looks so Look at refreshed. That lamp. <laughs> they found the eviction notice pinned to the wall still. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> so that's oh, yeah, great. There it is. You pointed out his t shirt. Yes, S. 
Um, I swear that that's a thing. S and I just yeah. I just had a moment of like, I wonder if that's the South Side Serpent thing or something. <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> I've only been commenting on this for 42 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) But I think he wears a sweater with an S on it in the comics at some point. Exactly. I I feel like it's a bit of a reverse engineer. Okay. You know, because I I think that was one of the classic. There's a huge white lady dream catcher in the window. Ew. (laughs) Oh, also, we missed this as it flew by earlier, but Jughead's use of the word spirit animal. Weird. Yeah. Not not accurate, appropriate. Yeah, we're not into it. <laughs> Mingled slightly more by the by the colonial story origins and indigenous origins yeah. of the But anyway. Just say mascot. Just throw that there. Yep. Also, by the way, for those of you who do use spirit animal, mm-hmm. I've replaced it with Patronus. Yeah. My friend Eric does that. Works pretty nicely when you're just yeah. talking in floofy meme language. Before Edgar explained the dangers of pharmaceuticals, that's so great. Ah, the weight here. Lily is doing such good work in, like, holding something back. Yeah. There's... I love that there's an edge that's about to explode. Yeah. She's so angry, and rightly. Like, I want her to be angry. Oh, we finally see Polly get angry properly. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the symbols around her neck. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing these little half moon situations, and I want to know if that's part of the symbols we see later. So remember, half moon. Okay, see, there's fair. one. Yep, she's yep. wearing one. Yep. And then I see a slightly different, but no, same. hers is further down. It's that the bottom one. Oh, but there's a little scoopy one too. Yeah, there is the scoopy it's... one, but I'm thinking of the one that's further down. Let's analyze her jewelry for clues. Hey now. Not her, not her words. This is Riverdale. Yeah, no, you're completely right. I just like that that's the kind of ridiculousness we are into yeah. now. Oh my god, this old car is so fun. This shot. This to me is the visual statement of this episode. Yeah. This is era. This is a um, very particular sort of timeless Americana. Yeah, her sexy babushka that she's wearing in the passenger seat. Yeah. Then all the teenagers take their clothes off. Good thing they're not actually teenagers. <laughs> and then they have all the romantic sexy scenes. Lots of cheesecake this this season, this episode. Yes. Also feels like a, a very particular style choice. The type of cheesecake. Oh, KJ Appa just did a backflip into the water. Right? That was cool. I was briefly worried for him, as I always am around natural water. Yes. Also the... <laughs> what? I I was never in natural in like natural water swimming very, very much as oh, a kid. Oh, okay. And I have this like impressed neuroses around. I will like hit the bottom and die. Oh, my, fair. my mother yeah. was very cautious about. So um. So there was a gargoyles. Um. Oh, I talked over graffiti. the shot. Yes. And there's also that caution to swimming after Labor Day. I wonder if those are going to become occult clues later. Mm. Also, those marshmallows are, are on, on fire. fire. He's just, like, giving up. <laughs> this is... This is such a sweet shot. Sweet shot. You could go to Quebec, but you'll probably get caught at the border, so don't do that. Yeah. I. I this felt like a little, almost, uh, you know, run from the draft moment, almost. Yeah, totally. In, in mood. Hmm. Also, now, even getting over state lines can help. 
Probably not with murder, but... Yeah, maybe not when he's, like, in the midst of the trial on bail, but... Yeah. Either way, he'd be hiding for life, like, Canada extradites. One of my favorite moments in, uh, in the heat of the night is when some, one of the, uh, people running from the law is trying to get over the border to Arkansas from, I forget what state they're in. I don't know, heat of the night. Mississippi, but... maybe? Anyway, <laughs> I was going to tell an anecdote about in the heat of the night. Never mind. Let's go back to Riverdale. <laughs> Archie's being a martyr some more. And now... With romantic, um, separate sexy campfires. Yeah. I assume and hope. There was just a hint of, like, they're being really, really sexy around each... They're, like, their comfort level around each as as couples. so into it <laughs> but also <laughs> i, I do think noticed. i do think these are separate sexy campfires yes. and i also think that this is like a good scene yeah in a lot of ways because oh sorry yawning in, in um, a lot of ways in a lot of ways because like like she uses the dialogue very well yeah at these things i don't have control over like that's a very like tense relatable moment yeah i think for teenagers especially you know you remember how stressful school was and she really landed into and let out some nice discoveries there yes like like she's really struggling with 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 the all the stuff that she have had pushed down and bubbling up in the previous yeah. scenes this is cute it is cute his hat gross schmoop obligatory sexy scenes it does help that there are a couple in real life i have to say are they Oh, yeah. They're oh. all over the internet, coupling everywhere. Hmm. Lovely. No, that's just nice. Yeah. I could have sworn I saw something of him and Camila Mendez. Oh, maybe. Day, but I don't, I don't... Yep. Hey, y'all do you. Also, can we youngs. talk about how the two straight women who play Tony and Cheryl just have the most beautiful straight lady friendship in real life and are so comfortable with their, like, on-screen Oh, that's good. Thing? Like, it's just really nice. That's very good. <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice if they were two queer women playing queer women, but... Yes. At, at, at least everyone's wonderful. <laughs> at least. <laughs> At least everyone's wonderful. If we can't have everyone be queer, we'll have everyone be wonderful, at least. <laughs> Pretty close. <sighs> prison All the other widows. Prison widows. This, this very tropish, you must never see me. I'll be there every day. It is a bit tropey. But she's also like, you're not fucking breaking up with me tonight. Are you? Sorry, I know I'm not supposed to swear. But, like, yes. I would also be enraged. <laughs> yep, yep. This is not a lot romantic last hurrah. Yeah. Let's not end this on a breakup. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. B. Uh, she's been fighting her whole summer. And this gang sleuths. This gang does stuff. This gang seemed to know the protagonists at times. Yes. Except Archie, weirdly. Yeah. He's just kind of impulsive a lot. He's pretty impulsive. Gryffindor model of protagonist. He's so Gryffindor. Yeah. Must be so frustrating for her being a Slytherin dating a Gryffindor. Right? Or, I mean, she can usually kind of work him. <laughs> yes, also that. <laughs> Pays to be a Slytherin. I feel like the biggest no. the biggest barrier in the relationship as far as has been their uh, her parents. Yeah. As far as the um oh, manipulations. Oh, that big lick. 
a good pupper. And a, uh, letting the dog linger on screen for a moment here also. Yeah, it's like they're all going to a funeral. Yeah. Just something Ugh. about taking that extra second to let the dog sit and settle. I don't know why that yeah, does something. Yeah, it's a nice button. Dilton. What the heck is up with Dilton? I don't know. Okay, I'm so delighted by this frantic variation and new expression of Dilton. It's so much um, more... Because it honestly Ew. makes me think more of Andrew's portrayal if you during our our game. Yeah, <laughs> we we did a um, role playing game to Are kill some time in the summer. Are sharks all over his shirt? Yeah, yeah, mm. sharks. You're digging deep into the costume stylizing. I am. Yep, go for it. I'm I'm here for it. I don't. I love how Jughead's kind of like something's off here. I don't know what. You just yeah. chill. Yeah. I gotta go find out if my buddy's going to prison. And he does kind of take ownership of, this is my problem to solve, a little bit. Yeah. Like, he definitely follows through. Um, also was, a little impulsive. I was a little surprised by this. I thought they were going to come down hard on either it's for life or mm. um, or he's off scot-free. Right. Yeah. I mean... Appealing from a, hmm, I don't know. I mean, they're going to do whatever legal thing they're going to do when they need to move pieces yeah. around the board, right? <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, it's a two-year juvie sentence. Well, I mean, sorry, spoilers. It's a two-year juvie <laughs> sentence that he takes. Mm-hmm. In, in this scene. But, I um... remarked to Ryan that Adnan Syed, who actually went to prison for murder, who is mm. famous because the podcast serial mm. tells young men who come into his prison to take the deal. Hmm. So. Anyway. That whole faith in the justice system thing. Pretty fragile at the moment. Yeah. Not the least of which for uh, politics, politics. Yeah, <clears throat> Let's so escape back into Riverdale. Hiram's disappointed. Because if, like. He didn't get the full punishment he wanted. Yeah, exactly. It's he didn't get years. Yeah, but it's okay. He can have someone murder him in prison, probably. Ooh, that's his thing. Man. Yeah. I think we need to start a hashtag for Riverdale, which is hashtag end toxic fathers. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing an okay job. They're setting the toxic father up as the deep antagonist, the rich toxic father. In fact. Yeah. I mean. Uh, no, that was season one, too. I hate it when people get put in handcuffs. Yeah. In shows, in the news. I hate it. Every time there's another African-American kid in handcuffs on television, I just get so pissed. <laughs> I love Veronica in this scene, too. Yeah. Again, the scoring is so on point. Yeah. It feels very, with a very consistent, unsettled emotional note. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I, I know representation is something I kind of yammer on a lot about, but mm -hmm. I think it's so important for us to acknowledge that this is not normal for the United States. It is mm. not normal for privileged white young men to get sentenced and go to prison yes that's unusual yeah i think that's important to mm -hmm. say the real world parallels 
often get off, or certainly a lot of signature standout outrageous cases, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's young men of color who go to prison unfairly in the other country of which I am a citizen. Hmm. I just think it's important to say. Now I've said it. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Hmm? Dill Squad. I, I like that Keller and Jones are just like apparently full Archie support now. That's deep team lines between team team evil and team yeah. wise sage support network <laughs> that's such a re- good retirement choice for fp you know like that's a good hobby for him <laughs> <laughs> oh this the, is another good scene. the slow building cello here is that a cello i think so some sort of stringed instrument for sure yeah it's so like incomplete and building and mm. He chores that boy over blood. I think they can hear me, Ryan. Ryan keeps motioning at me to talk Chloe, to the mic. Chloe, I do a lot of editing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's totally a pitch thing. I can always hear me. Yes, because I edit you your voice out, my friends. Oh, really? <laughs> I oh, do. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I wish you told me in the last two seasons. <laughs> Jesus, Ryan. Okay, this I'm so here for. This is like the moment. So how, where are we in the episode? Uh, just near the end. Okay, so there's like... We're starting the big reveals now, right? There's like three minutes left, two minutes left. Mm-hmm. And what is happening? What are we getting? What does this mean? It's a map of Riverdale and there's weird symbols on it. And, and there's a match. Is there a moon anywhere? I don't see a moon. That weird half moon that there... The weird... Um, Takes a compass. Well done. Scarecrow effigy thing that is drawn. Uh, the building pulses. Yeah. Everything about Archie and his bow tie. Yeah. In the prison bus. Hmm. This is just beautifully amped up. Uh, a notable f- technique or talent of the show that they do so well. Yeah. Is, is not just these twist endings or these cliffhanger endings. but is it, So that symbol on the end? There's a Scoopy Heart. I think. I don't think it's a half moon. Really? I think it's the Scoopy Heart half moon. I think there's a parallel, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. It'll give us lots to chew on, I bet, with the cult. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get a good look at um, some more symbols in a sec. Yeah. Are they <laughs> the same symbols that are on the sign? Let's see. Hmm. Yes, I think so. I'm not sure. I the only, internet could probably tell me. I only clock... Oh, the last one looks looks Swoopy Heart. Yeah, there's Swoopy Heart. Okay. And also, what are you I doing, know. Riverdale? What is what? this? And, like... What, what is, is this suicide pack? What is this guy, like, puking up over here? Who is Ben? He doesn't even feel like he goes here. This is really <laughs> troubling. Yep. And then... And then this. Like... Yeah. So does she hallucinate this? Does this I, happen? That's... Uh, oh my god. Yeah. And there's like whispering in those empty feeding chairs. Ugh, high chairs, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Betty walking out back, seeing okay, her mother. Some, is there any symbolism? Can I see any symbols? The I'm just getting Game of Thronesy flashbacks uh, in the worst way. And I do think they troll on our... Collective pop culture consciousness. And then what is happening with floating babies? babies? And is it 
And it's like, is she having like, like an Adderall thing? Like, yeah, she's having she's a seizure. Having a, yeah, something is happening. Is she overdosing? We know she's not actually receiving psychiatric care and supervision. But Can you overdose on Adderall? I don't know. I'm not sure offhand. I've, or is she just having like a fit because like the I, trauma and pressure is too much? Whoa, Riverdale! Like Adderall is, is stimulant. Yes. Right? Like presumably if you took a lot of it, it could... Um, drive your brain into overdrive. Also, what do the neighbors think in that moment? <laughs> like, what? So much is happening in that scene. Oh, man. Riverdale, you gotta, Episode. you better answer my questions. So they're off to a, a real bang-up start, I think. Yeah. Into it. <laughs> totally into it. Yeah. I don't, like, so I'm already predicting crossover with Sabrina. I, but I also kind of like the idea that there's, like, almost crossover and... All of yeah. the Riverdale people are like, is it magic? Isn't it? What's happening? And then meanwhile mm-hmm. in Glendale, or Greendale. All the magic. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, like, I think I think we're definitely treating them the same world, right? Ah! Essentially, almost. Um, I like the idea of there being, like, in the shared world, presumably, three or four or five just completely unrelated magic plots happening. Yeah. Like, I could see that being a thing, too. Like, the magic physics would make might be the same the type of magic of the world the flavor the the style of how it comes about you know every world building of fantasy has to establish what are the rules of their magic right yeah i suspect I we'll at least share magic rules and we did get that weird um the halloween episode or the thanksgiving episode oh, from yes. last year where um which still feels the, unresolved yeah in the, its... yes exactly the fellow who picks up um the man who picks uh, up Jughead and Archie, Jughead or, and Archie yeah. says something along the lines of like, "You see strange things on the road to Greendale." Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's so many little hints, and I'm here for it. Um, mm, mm, I'm here for so much this season. Yeah. Like I feel like we have a promise of a, a, hard personal intimate crime. Yeah. Peace between Archie and Veronica. I feel like Betty and Jughead are embarking on kind of parallel horror occult yeah. genre uh, pieces. Yeah, they're going to sleuth hard into yeah. the upside down. Um, also, I'm interested in um, the Dilf Squad. Yes, always. And, it, and not just because they're <laughs> Dilfs. I'm interested in those characters having some screen time and mm-hmm. messing up some stuff. Especially, um, I completely agree, but um, given that the, the plot resolution they each had, like, I'm, I'm, I think a little bit back to uh, the White Lotus and Avatar, kind of the... the that's the, not a reference I know, oh, but that's okay, don't explain yes. it, just keep going. Um, the, you know, Council of, Council of Sage characters who are a little bit retired from adventuring, mm. that's the, the vibe I got from this episode, but, you know, things change week to week. They sure do. Um, I also am here for the relationship unraveling between Veronica and her mother and father. I would like to see Hermione and... um, Who are the toxic dads we've taken out? We've taken out... um, Hal Cooper. Hal Cooper. And we took out... What's it? Blossom. Blossom. What was even his first name? I don't care. He's got an evil twin now. Claudius. (laughs) It's Ronald Remus... (laughs) We just watched this. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Whatever. I block out old evil 
to old evil dudes. Yes. Um, I'm interested in, at some point in this season, a moment where Hermione and Veronica get to point at a barn. And inside (laughs) is the end of Hiram. (laughs) Yep. I mean, they gave us that once. So I feel like if we get it, it's going to be drawn out. I feel like Hiram is a longer term enemy. Yeah, I agree. Than anything we've met yet. I agree. He's going to be like, um, what's his name in Sherlock? Moriarty. <laughs> yeah. And they've they've sort of reset some of the stakes. Yeah. Really effectively. Yeah. From the wildness of the riot. This this felt like a town that remembers its own, you know, recent history of deep chaos and is sort of holding things together a bit more now. Yeah. It's an, it's an everyone's just kind of holding it together episode. Yeah. Great. Well... Great place to start. (coughs) Excuse me. I was the sick one. Oh, maybe you're the sick one now, Chloe. (laughs) I am am here for it. Well done, Riverdale. You have two attentive viewers. Mm -hmm. Plus all y'all, gang. Yeah. Um, Shall we wrap it up there? That's like, we're here for it. Yeah. I'm I'm way more on board than I was first episode last season. Uh, I want to say that. I don't even remember the first episode of Black. We watched them all in such rapid succession. Well, we watched them once before we started this podcast. That's true, we did. And then um, binged them to catch up. What was the the, straight into the gunshot and then oh, the Fred is Fred is yeah. dead hypothesis. Yeah, and Cheryl and the thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Cheryl mind. and the thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was great. The yeah. Riverdale Gang podcast is recorded on and Riverdale is shot on unseated musqueam slaywatooth and unseated musqueam slaywatooth and squamish territory sorry i do know them i just had a moment because i what i was thinking at the same time Hmm. is um you should go to the tribal websites and you should check out that yeah you should see what events are in town you should go they're and very engaged outreach communities. The, yeah. um, the Musk and I'm I'm more familiar with the Musqueam and Squamish Nations work, um, just because of a couple of politicians I like to follow and living near the Musqueam lands. But um, I think there's a lot of Slaywatooth leadership on the resistance against the pipeline. Yes, yes, that's what they're doing. I know I've seen um, members of of uh, Slaywatooth leadership. Uh, at a lot of events, um, particularly presenting blessings or, or you know, welcoming certain events like the uh, the AIDS walk. Um, very active community leaders. Yes. Yeah. There's some really cool communities in, in, in the lower mainland, the uh, these nations and uh, and the, the towns and and uh, rural areas and urban areas within them. Yeah. Um, uh, that comment stems from the fact that a land acknowledgement is a little small in the grand scheme of decolonizing one's mind yeah that's a big conversation happening in the theater world right now it is isn't it yes which is why it has made it onto this podcast run by two theater people (laughs) um we would like to thank mike yeah and and we would like to thank patreon the people on patreon thunderquack yes well i mean yeah patreon's kind of okay they used to be cooler now they're kind of okay but great the people who pay for thunder quack on patreon you're awesome yeah we and love you you're awesome gang thanks for listening thanks for hanging out with us um uh please uh tell please people. like us on instagram all, all the sh- all the schmoof stuff if if you participate in that media world awesome and if you like us 
listen with your friends sometime. Yeah. We'd like that. Tell your friends about us. <laughs> so um, we'll be back next week. I am Ryan. I'm Chloe. Bye for now, gang. Bye.